Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Lateral Show. Fasten your seatbelts, because here we go. Follow us on Twitter at the Lateral FF and check out the website www.thelateralff.com. I am Herms at Herms NFL on the Twitter. He is McLateral at McLateral FF on the Twitter. How is it going, my dude? Yeah. It's okay, I guess. Been a weird yeah. week. It oh god, it it really has. I mean, you know, it, it and I think probably for like the third or fourth time in the last however many weeks you just look at everything that happened on Sunday and you wonder why the NFL is drunk, but it just is. It just well, is. I mean, <laughs> okay. So I sort of want to say, I think what we've all been thinking and I might get attacked by the woke mob for this. Oh no. Did you do your own research again? Oh God. But I've done my own research. Oh. And I don't think the football's as good this year. I think the teams aren't as good. I don't think the games are as good. I think the 17th game's a mistake. I think the preseason was not executed properly. I think COVID's playing a role. Yeah. I don't think I just like I I I think the I think the games in its own weird state anyway just because of the balancing act between defenses and offenses. But like I don't think the season's been that good. I mean, I guess it really depends on what type of experience, you know, you were expecting coming into the season. I mean, I've just Remember the Rams theory. Chiefs game from a couple years ago? Have we had a game even close to as good as that this season? I mean, I thought the Chargers Steelers game was pretty legit. <laughs> I mean, like that was that was cool. You it mean was the targeting game. The targeting it was, game. It was cool. It's cool. What? Either way, point is, like, I mean, I get that, but I also th- and like I've I've had my working theory of it just being you know like the NFL being in a weird spot because, you know, we we're seeing, you know, the ushering out of the old guard of quarterbacks that, you know, we could, you know, reliably predict what their teams were going to do because these guys have been developed and in the league long enough and they found, you know, their footing and their acumen. And now just, you know, I don't know, just like the young wave of younger quarterbacks coming in. It's just like the parody basically is just like, because we're transitioning generations of like, offensive leaders and stuff. It's, I don't know. That's a whole different thing that I'm looking forward to, to possibly breaking down once the season's over and, you know, but this is probably more of a February, January podcast for us instead of doing it now. But at any rate, uh, we have a waiver wire thing, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll touch on it a little bit, but uh, we sourced everybody's questions for the mailbag that we decided was probably a better use of our time. So yeah, We'll, we'll we'll just dive into that now, I suppose. Um, 
little lazy on the transition there, but uh, so the waiver wire, uh, anybody that you particularly care to shout out? Because I think the only really fantasy relevant injuries that I can think of are, you know, I mean, like CeeDee Lamb can cost, you're not going to have him next week potentially. And then Michael Carter ended up with the the ankle injury that may keep him out, you know, two or three weeks. So just keep that in the back of your minds. Um, any Anything you care to, to, to shout out? I mean, if you desperately need a quarterback, you know, Andy Dalton gets the Detroit Lions and, you know, will be available literally everywhere. Yeah, no, I mean there there are worse things. There are certainly worse things. That's gonna be in that's gonna be a fun way to start the Thanksgiving slate. Yeah. I, I don't mind. But um, yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I don't know that there's anyone just like sitting out there that's like a just diamond in the rough, as it were. You know, I think I think like if you look at running back, like running back, none of the options are particularly good. There's no one that's available in over 50% of leagues where you're just like, wow, that is like just a league winner sitting out there. You need to go get that. I think wide receiver, weirdly different. There's a couple guys that are pretty good that are still fairly widely available, um, but we kind of know who they are and they're not going to be as widely available. Like an Elijah Moore. Everyone's going to go and try and get Elijah Moore as they should. He will no longer be rostered in just 40% of leagues after this week. Um, you know. Yeah, um, the only thing I'd say is like Carson Wentz is interesting. Because I feel like Carson Wentz hasn't been terrible, but the usage has been terrible. And the team's playing well. But like he gets Tampa next week, which should be a good matchup. And so I know like people are probably ready to jump ship, but it's like, I don't know, maybe don't, depending on what else is out there. Because honestly, like, other than something like, you know, Andy, I'm not sure there's anything amazing out there. No. It would depend on your league. But, like, I don't think yeah. there's, like, an amazing waiver wire quarterback sitting out there. Yeah. No, and, and to be honest, I don't think there's an amazing waiver wire at any position. You know, and because the names that are still available in over these 50% of leagues are players we've talked about week over week on this show that like i'm not we're not really well, gonna bother naming them again <laughs> you know what like, I, I actually i have one all right i have one guy that we haven't talked about okay. and he's now currently rostered in under 50 percent of espn leagues at least lay it on me logan thomas he all is right. likely yeah. to come back and play this week he might be available in your league. And if he is healthy, there is a really good chance he will be a top 12 tight end, or at least on the fringe of it. He had been like a top six tight end before he got injured. So if he's sitting out there, he is someone I would try and scoop up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's about it. Um, yeah. There, there's not, there's not a ton besides that. The only, the only thoughts I really have to share, I would, I would say, I mean, I've advocated for Ty Johnson for a couple weeks. Sure. But honestly, my bigger advice to give out to people would maybe just like what not to do. Cause for example, are you really going to put yourself in 
a situation where you want to have to rely upon Marquez Valdez Scantling in your lineup. No. Are you really going to want to take a chance on, you know, like, because some of the wide receiver names are, are like the type of wide receiver. Dan Arnold? Are well, you going to want to drop Dalton Schultz for Dan Arnold? Because it turns out that was actually a terrible idea. Whoops. It's one week. But, you know, but yeah, but like as far as the receiving landscape goes this week, it's just, it's a, it's a bunch of guys that, you know, you, I, that's not a lottery I want to enter myself into because of how volatile that shit is. So you're going to see a lot of names like that out there. Like I said, you know, Valdez Scant, like I think Kendrick Bourne's another name that could possibly be up there, you know, like, so like, so, like bigger play dudes. Like, I don't have time for that yeah. shit. I don't have time for that shit. I just don't. Kendrick Bourne, I don't I'd still care. weirdly stash. I mean, I guess, but I mean, just like the point really being just there's, I don't know. It's not, it's not a good week yet again. It's, I don't know. Unless you hit on waiver wire guys really early this season, you've been up a fucking creek, man. Like it's, it's been brutal out there. At least that's just my take. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. I think the thing would be, um. Kendrick Bourne, weirdly, is still interesting to me. I think he had, like, what, eight points without a touchdown. Still got his four uh, receptions on four targets. He's had his consistent role. So, you know, you could bench him and play him in plus matchups if you needed a guy desperately um, as a bench stash. But I would potentially advocate just stashing backup running backs instead. It really depends on how bad you are at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think to me, he's on... a step above someone like an MVS, but a step below someone like a Rashad Bateman or an Elijah Moore for sure. Yeah, so I mean, like, I, I think you hit on something that's kind of a good point here. What I would recommend doing if I were somebody like you're pretty sure you're making the playoffs in your fantasy league, whatever bench spots you're just, you know, using for fucking whatever plan ahead just stash some you know handcuff guys just because you know to be to be that guy in your league i don't know it's probably the most efficient use of that real estate on your roster because if you know you're already going to make it there and you already have the requisite pieces to be able to make it there you're not looking for anything that's going to help you necessarily because i mean I don't know. I didn't even look it up like I normally do in every week's episode, but the team's on a bye. It's it's the it's the Chiefs. So I mean, yep. you're gonna be you're gonna be down. The, okay, so I got it pulled up. Uh, There's one other team, I think. I want to say it's the well, based off of this thumbnail of this link that's taking forever to load. The Patriots. <laughs> oh, you Arizona sounds, Cardinals and Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Oh, no. okay, okay, so. Chiefs and Cardinals. That's, you know, and plus, I mean, shit, we haven't had Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins or anything anyway. So, I mean, like, fuck, I don't know. All you're really doing is taking Chiefs out of your lineup and James Conner. So, that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's really all you're going to be losing this week, I guess. You know, and shout out Rondell Moore. He had himself a good day. You could consider that, but I digress. Yeah, fuck it. At this point in the year, if you're still in contention, just, I mean, just stash some shit in case your opponent's players get hurt and then you're the guy that just can be like, Hee -hee -hee, and then, you know, enjoy that. Um, yeah. I would, I would say honestly, like as an example, this is just one team where I've kind of done this 
Like on my bench, I have Tony Pollard, Alex Collins, Latavius Murray, Ramondre Stevenson, down to Foreman. It's just like I on IR, I've got stashed Calvin Ridley and Logan Thomas. It's like I am just taking every shot on something that could potentially be a difference maker. That is the most efficient use of your bench at this point. You know, just like you said, taking shots on anything that could potentially make a difference and like a genuine difference. You know what I mean? Because unlike players that we've mentioned before, like a Marquez Valdez Scantling or, you know, players like that, or if for some reason, just like, Hey, you know, you liked what you saw from Robbie Anderson or something. It's like, sure. They might be able to give you a little something, but you're shooting for the ceiling at this point. You know what I mean? You can't really just be shooting for the whatever. We've driven that point home. This is what we should like. This is what we think you should, you know, use this waiver wire to address. And honestly, even if you're like fighting for contention, players like a Logan Thomas doing all this type of shit, you're gonna have to shoot for the moon, do some of this stuff, you know. And if you have to do it through trades, you know, I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to talk about that at some point coming up soon. But um, actually, maybe next week because I think ESPN trade deadlines are coming up. But we we could explore that at a different time. But I digress. Again, um, we have mailbag questions. Do you want to go ahead and get into the mailbag portion of the episode? Yeah, let's go for it. Why not? All right. So this is, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who, you know, went ahead and shot us a question. Uh, A lot of quarterback questions is kind of what's happening here this week. Um, So uh, the homie Linda at Lindellians on the Twitter, uh, who finishes with more fantasy points? Uh, I get, you know, going forward, uh, Mahomes or Justin Herbert. Now, the caveat here, I guess, being, well, one of them is going to be on a bye week. <laughs> so, you know, that doesn't help. Points but, per game. I, yeah, let's kind of look at it that way, you know. And yeah, because we handicap that a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it it's a fair question to ask, I would say, especially because it seems as though the Chiefs have been able to write the ship i think it's something that we really need to applaud because things were looking really messy there for a while for patrick mahomes but over his last couple games played a couple like literally meaning two uh he is the qb6 that's been a major step up over some of like the you know injury injury uh turnover interception ah the i word that i was looking for like interception prone type you know play out there it's been better but justin herbert in that same time span quarterback two you know, so I mean, like he's been performing better. And if we look over the course of the entire season, you know, they're neck and neck. So, you know, with you know Mahomes at three and Herbert at four. So this is certainly something I, I don't know. Wh- where are you at? I just wanted to lay out the context because, you know, it's really important to highlight. It's kind of a dead heat between the two. Yeah, I'd say for me, I am going to go with Herbert. Part of that's the schedule. Herbert's going to get the Giants, the Chiefs, and Houston. You know, he gets Denver twice, which is kind of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, gets Cincinnati. It's like, eh. Whereas Mahomes gets the Chargers, which is a theoretically tough passing matchup. All things considered, they have been tough there. Um he also gets a lot better Denver. than that run defense. Yeah. He gets Pittsburgh, which had been pretty good though. Woo! Justin Herbert just lit them up yesterday. Um, so anything's kind of possible, but I would just say Mahomes has a bit of a tougher schedule and Herbert has performed 
a little more consistently yeah. than Mahomes this season. I mean, Mahomes has two games with less than eight fantasy points, which is yeah, just and, wild to think about. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, and in fairness, you know, Herbert's had his duds too, but those were against, I mean, that game against the Ravens was just bizarre. But then the other one against New England, I mean, like, you know, shit, that New England defense has really stepped up in the second half of this year so far. And but I even don't then, expect that to slow down. So, like, that was a tough one. It was a genuinely tough one. Even then, that dud was 13.82 points. Like, Patrick exactly, Mahomes yeah. put up 7.74 points against the Tennessee Titans in Week 7. 7.5 points this past week against the Cowboys. Like, yeah. Herbert just hasn't done anything like that. Now, granted, like in the games that he hasn't done that, I would say Mahomes has been better than Herbert. You know, Herbert's got one, two, three, four, five games with less than 15 points. Whereas Mahomes like kind of just has the two. Uh, there's a third one. He had 14 points against the Giants. Uh, fourth one actually against Green Bay. So this is closer. Yeah. So again, I'm still sticking with Herbert. It's pretty close. They're incredibly close. Uh, but I like Herbert's schedule and I like his consistency a little more, I think. I'm with you. I, I yeah, no, because and I think the the point that you know you're really getting at is, you know, even I don't know, despite not reaching those greater heights that Mahomes had, even in you know, tougher matchups when he was just doing his greatest Jameis Winston impression, like you know, Herbert never, like Herbert never cratered necessarily. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take the guy that's never truly cratered and given you shit. Plus, you know, like we were saying, doesn't have a bye week. So, but yeah, you know, but I would say even in points per game, I'm taking Herbert. Yes. hundred percent. I, I would, I would definitely go with that, but I wouldn't be shocked if we're wrong. It's a fun question to think about it really, especially you know, given that these are guys playing in the same division, you know, it's just like, you know, zoom out, just look at real life, you know, football for a second. Like, what a fun division that is out there in the AFC West. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Um, Okay, so we have another question from our friend uh, Dan Turner at Eagle Dan FF on the Twitter. Who is the better quarterback rest of season? Current number one quarterback in all of fantasy football, his man, Jalen Hurts. Or Matthew Stafford, who, you know, has some fun weapons to be working with. You know, because last we saw the Rams, they were getting, you know, just absolutely annihilated by your San Francisco 49ers. But, you know, we'll see them again off the bye week. You know, another week to work Odell Beckham Jr. into things. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. There's definitely signs of, you know, things possibly looking up there. But I think it's a good question. Uh, I'm more team hurts in this equation i'll expand on my thoughts but we'll we'll get yours in there first between hurts and stafford who do you think is the dude hurts rushing is worth more than passing yeah hurts has 114 rushing attempts so far this season matthew stafford is 23 hurts has rushed for 618 yards matthew stafford's run for 38 Hertz has eight rushing touchdowns. Stafford has zero. I mean, when you're just going to get that level of cushion, like, I don't care that Stafford's probably a better passer and going to be a little more prolific on that front because the gap there isn't as massive as the gap is in the rushing game between the two. 
I would tend to agree. And I think what really complicates this is that if Robert Woods didn't go down, there is a chance in which, despite the rushing gap, just the crazy amount of weapons Stafford has to work with could have possibly made it a close competition. Uh, competition. Oh, words are hard. Between the two of them. But not having Robert Woods out there to throw to, I mean, like, that's a pretty, you know, integral part of a passing offense to be missing. So in a perfect world where everybody was healthy, I actually think that this question would be a hell of a lot closer. But like you said, I mean, shit, dude, Jalen Hurts just absolutely, you know, and it, it's incredible because, you know, he in you know, assuming Lamar Jackson plays out the rest of the year and, you know, isn't, you know, sick with whatever he was. Sick we could have a pair of thousand yard rushing quarterbacks, you know, like that's not anything to, you know, snub your nose at. I mean, like, I think that would be the first time ever. <laughs> I mean, uh, like, I, I don't would, know I that definitively, so. but I'm pretty fucking sure. Yeah. So it's like, I can't imagine wow. what else it would be. Yeah. So like, I, by, by virtue of that alone, I think it's, it's definitely possible. Now, I will say before we get into our final question, what could potentially complicate this is the fact that, and it hasn't really happened yet, but it's always a looming possibility that for some reason, Jalen Hurts just runs into a, a brick wall and can't figure it out because there were times you know, even like last year where like if he just got stymied enough, like, you know, things were a little bad and, you know, what I don't it's it's a weird passing game, I guess it whatever. Just it it's a remote possibility. I'm throwing it out there just for the sake of the argument, but I don't know. Yeah, it's probably it's probably Jalen Hurts, but you know I mean J Jalen Hurts had a game where he threw the ball fourteen times, still scored eleven point two two fantasy points. He threw the ball 14 times. He had a game where he threw the ball 17 times. Still scored 16.68 fantasy points. When you are running the ball like 10 times a game, it doesn't matter if the passing game isn't quite working out. You will just have such a floor to work from that it's insane. I dig it. I dig it. I'm I'm definitely uh we're we're gonna we're gonna be in unison on this one once again. Uh, definitely hurts. And then uh, we have a question from the homie Craig Ruth uh, at Roto Heat. Craig, shout out. We were on Rum Boys After Dark together on Friday. It was a very good time. Um, is he the one with the steakhouse, Craig Ruth Steakhouse? I believe that is the case. Yes. I mean, so okay. hey, if you want to hook us up with some gift cards, we'd really appreciate that. The esteemed Craig Ruth. Um, I am in a win now. Okay, now here before I continue, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna you know, re reach over here, but okay, put on put on the nerd cap because this is, oh boy, I am yes, in. Yes, I know it's Ruth Chris Steakhouse, not Chris Ruth Steakhouse. Before y'all come at me with your comments on the interwebs, it was a good joke, and I'm here for it. Uh, so now that we have our nerd hats on, because we're gonna really need it for this question. I am in a win now 12 team Superflex IDP Devi League 55 person rosters. Soak that in. 
for a second. Now I will get to the second part of the question. At QB, I have Rodgers, Murray, Watson, Simeon, Colts, presumably Colt McCoy, Heineke, Tyrod Taylor, and Jordan Love. For the rest of the season, am I good QB or should I try and find a better third QB in the vent? I need one. So, again, context being obscenely deep league, even with those guys, I mean, I think with the combination of Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Trevor Simeon, and Tyrod Taylor, you're probably fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think... Yeah, I would be inclined to agree, especially because, let's say, okay, this week, Rodgers plays Murray on bye. So, you'd have Rodgers and Simeon. Rodgers doesn't play Murray on bye. Okay, then you have Simeon and Heineke or Tyrod. And then you're getting Murray back anyway. Colts have been okay. I would, the only thing I would say is if your trade deadline hasn't passed in this league, you could maybe package some stuff. Like, you know, you could package Jordan Love and a Watson to someone and get someone really good or who knows what. But, like, unless you're going to find a way to genuinely upgrade at the quarterback position, I wouldn't be trying to just bring one onto the roster. Yeah, I mean... So I, I mostly agree there, but I think what I actually kind of like that idea. So, I mean, like, Craig, if this is a true win now and, like, this is just, like, a window that you see closing for sure, that proposed idea that you just threw out of throwing together a Watson and a Jordan Love specifically as a tandem, like, you know, like with it being a Devi league, I assume there's no trade deadline because it's just a, it's you a would think so but there could be an in-season one just for playoff integrity true true but i mean it, it's a more convoluted format you know akin to dynasty and like typically yes. typically they do not have them. so but just you know whatever I, I don't know point is like i i think it's defensible if you want to go that route however however I think we both still kind of agree. You can probably get by on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, Again, yeah. If you can't upgrade, I'm not like rushing to go out and get another quarterback off waivers or something, which in a 55 player roster, 12 team super flex IDP Debbie league. I can't imagine there's something really out there. No, no. So yeah, I'm, I'm not even considering waivers as yeah. a possibility. Like, I don't know, it, yeah, take a flyer on, you know, Kaepernick maybe coming back to the NFL. That's about all you can do. Yeah. But, like, you know, shit. And, you know, but, man, it's... Because at the lower end of things, the kind of <clears throat> quarterback you'd be trading for is someone like a Simeon or Heineke. Like, you already have the mediocre quarterbacks. Like, I, my only thing that... I'm kind of focusing on with, you know, the information that he has provided us is that, you know, taking actual life things out of this, because this is purely through the lens of fantasy football. If you're looking to win now and you just don't really give a shit about the future, Deshaun Watson, as soon as he becomes a quarterback for an NFL franchise, if ever, whenever that happens, will be pretty good. 
because he is a very talented football player, you have the pieces necessary to be able to entice somebody looking toward the future to sell you an impact asset now. So, like, that is kind of the place where you can get away with it. And but honestly, also holding for the future is just, again, real life out of it. Could, Dude's really you, good at playing football. You could do a threefer. You could trade Watson, Tarod, and Jordan Love for pick a, you know, top 12 quarterback. With if some, you, yeah, you could just you know, gut your depth and say that. Guy. Because, well, you'd still have Rodgers and Murray. You'd still have Simeon. You'd still have Colt. You'd still have Heineke. So those are enough to get you through this season. Yeah. Watson, you can't use this year anyway. Jordan Love, you can't probably use this year anyway. So you're also giving them Tarod. So that way they will have someone they can use this year. Yeah. But you're giving them two pieces that next year could very well be two starting quarterbacks mm-hmm. on two supposedly good teams. Who knows? I can't imagine Watson would still be in Houston. So I'm assuming he would go to a better team and Jordan love. Well, the reason the Packers wouldn't be good is because of Jordan love. So I digress, but, and honestly, while we're talking about it, like Watson is a volatile asset and Jordan loves pretty unproven. So you'd be moving on from two potential dud picks as well. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, like it, yeah, this is really just a you are pushing all of your chips to the center of the goddamn table to fucking do this because, you know, like what you have just outlined is the reality in which it just totally pays off for you and you're fine. But on the flip side of it, even if both of those guys end up, you know, blowing up on someone else's team next year, if all of that happens in the name of you winning the title this year, who gives a single shit? You know, like that's kind of want to play a name game. Okay, all right, let's get into that. I'm going to name you a player. Would you trade these three quarterbacks that we just discussed to get this player to win now? Cam Newton. No. Okay. I think that's fair. He had one good game in a game where we expected him to have a good game. Yeah. Joe Burrow. If the other person's willing to swing that, yeah. Do you think Joe Burrow's too expensive just because there's so much left on his time in the NFL? Uh, the one that... thing that would be the thing is like you're giving up Watson, which could be an elite piece if he doesn't go on the exempt list or jail. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, it, I don't know. I, I will say before we even continue the name game, the Debbie component of it is kind of what makes just i'm doing my best to contextualize this as just like a deep dynasty league thing because again like i mean neither of us have played Devi, but uh but at any rate um yeah possibly possibly but you know you you make a good point which is what could i, I could see the you know the borough manager being enticed enough by that that'd be like okay you know like sure i yeah, think I mean, they would need feasible. to be still i think the borough manager would need to still be we would need to be in a real rebuild we're like even holding on to Joe Burrow for a couple of years might not like be enough, but like Deshaun Watson could be truly elite, you know. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, okay, Kirk Cousins. Do you trade those three guys for Kirk Cousins, who is scoring twenty point two points per game right now? Not the 
three, but I do think there is a way that you could swing that type of deal with some of the shit that he has at his disposal. I mean, you know, like, you know, because like from a dynasty standpoint, I mean, like he, Kirk is, you know, a lower valued asset just simply due to his age. Nothing against the guy, but it's just, you know, we, we know how dynasty Debbie, you know, shit works in terms of, you know, birth certificate's kind of an important thing. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that, I could definitely see that. And the dude's absolutely balling. So, I mean, sure. I mean, I would augment it somehow, but we're in a vicinity of things I'd be comfortable with. And I think the other one to consider would be Matthew Stafford. I mean, yeah, you know, because even, even everything that we were just saying about how it's unfortunate he doesn't have woods at his disposal for the rest of this year. It's not like it's going to be so much of a hindrance to him that he's not going to be a, you know, contributor to a playoff push, let alone a championship push. So yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, but I, I think I think we're really hitting on something with you know, and again, this is all completely fucking hypothetical because I have no idea sure. what the dude with Burrow and his team is thinking. But just like, yeah, I mean, it's it's muddy based off of the the weird volatility of those assets. To your point, but in co- like in combination with one another, there is a way that you can put together enough of an enticing package that somebody could just be like. Sure, fuck it. My team's decimated, and this could be a big upswing for me if this pans out. So, yeah, there's you have you have a lot to work with here, Craig. I mean, like you don't have to, but if you really want to push your chips into the center of the table, I think we kind of figured out how. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, we're we're at the we're at the end of the show then. Uh, definitely a weird one, uh, but it it is what it is. You know, it's that's the lateral show. That's what you expect from the lateral on Twitter at the lateral ff www.thelateralff.com. That's our website. You know, we got our articles. Uh, you know, we should have by the time you're listening to this, the uh, Sunday storylines up there from the homie Nate. That's going to be a good time. Uh, you know, we always got our week too early waiver wire. Everything that we do over here living in the dream uh doing our best and you can follow me on twitter at herms nfl i uh i'm out here in these streets doing the damn thing so <laughs> there you go that that's all i got to say well it's your boy mclateral and i'm out here with the yeets in the streets because it's yeets and greets time it's season's eatings oh wait we're at the end of the show never mind well it's still your boy mclateral <laughs> aka mclateral ff you can find me at twitter at mclateral ff you can also find me at the lateral where you will find a week too early waiver wire that will be coming later this week you will also find a little post with the show but you should be going to spotify or apple Podcasts, or google Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are sold um you will also hear another podcast coming from us later this week with the week 11 uh 12 p- p- preview i don't no, 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 know when that's gonna happen exactly because thanksgiving makes things interesting um that we will true. have to discuss that however there will definitely be something it'll definitely cover most of the seas of the week i just don't know how it will address the fact that when we drop this podcast typically at noon on a Thursday, there'll be a game going on. It's a slight issue. Yeah. Uh, I mean, 
I I I don't know. I mean, shit. Uh, yeah, nah, cuz it it's a little too late to just do a Thanksgiving preview now. <laughs> so, like it's the lateral week 12 Thanksgiving preview. That's right. It's episode part 2, motherfuckers. All right, here it is, folks. We're finally going to dive into the no. <laughs> no, uh we will we will figure something out on that front rest assured. Uh and then you'll get my boom bust column later in the week. That's really it. That's that's what I got for you. No uh, pro football mania piece uh, this week. There was supposed to have been one this past Friday, but some wires got crossed. Um, so there should be one again in week 13. All right. Well, I guess that uh, that takes care of that. Um, we'll talk to you whenever we decide to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you're getting a peek behind the curtain here because... Uh, yeah, we did not think that one through. No, nope, not at all. So, uh, uh, save each Follow us on Twitter at the Lateral FF and check out the website www.thelateralff.com. Beep boop.